heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Bleacher Report. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Make sure I get my Twitter handle right today. And once again, I'm joined by the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow my friend of me at McCoolBTB. Uh, you can also listen to him on his own show, the How About Them podcast, as well as about a thousand other podcasts. Landon, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing great. Let's uh, let's talk some football, Marcus. Yeah, so uh, I sat down this morning, had my coffee, was watching the All-22, and I'm so glad football's back. This is great. I, I forgot how much I missed in-season football instead of arguing about pointless debates in the off-season legal stuff. So let's jump right into it. I'll let you start with your first observation uh, after reviewing the All-22 on defense. What was the your biggest takeaway that you noticed uh, when you were studying the film this week? Well, I don't know if this one was my biggest takeaway specifically, but definitely one of the top three that I wanted to mention for here, and that was just because it 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 really didn't get mentioned a lot, but I really felt like Chidobe Wuzier really played a good game. Uh, I really think that it's something that just didn't get mentioned a lot, and 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 we kind of just took for granted for the fact that you know uh, Skandrick was hurt, you know, basically at the end of the first quarter, uh, and and. Shadobi was able to come in and, and basically play the rest of the snaps uh, on the outside and then took some snaps uh, on his normal spot and as a dime linebacker and you know p- did it all pretty well with with efficiency and 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 did it with uh, with with the, with an ability to you know that looked like well beyond his years. I mean he just looked comfortable and and and, and he looked comfortable outside. He looked comfortable uh, from his dime linebacker spot. Um, he didn't look like he was you know exceptionally out of position and and you know despite the fact that Brandon Marshall didn't look like he uh, has any interest in playing football anymore I think that you know he did a good enough job on on, on the guys that were out there that he was uh, asked to, to play against and I think that he did a good job um, you know when he was asked to, to drop into coverage into zones and, and, and feeling his way there so I, I just thought that that kind of went unnoticed and, and I thought it was worthy of, of bringing it up especially since you know there's so much concern about there, there's just been so much concern in general in the the off season, and 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 anyone who talks about the Cowboys, oh, what's this young secondary going to do? What's this young secondary? And so far, I mean, it looks like this young secondary looks looks rather comfortable out there. Yeah. Um. So I was actually kind of thinking about this yesterday. By the way, uh, I had Chidobe Wuzier graded with 38 total snaps. I think that's pretty close. 34 of those came in coverage. Um, I thought he played well. What do you think Awuzie's long-term spot is on this team? Because I was trying to think about the future and how the Cowboys are going to use their defensive backs, and I kind of feel like Anthony Brown is going to be one of their outside corners. You kind of feel like Jordan Lewis is probably going to be their slot. Is Chidobe a full-time outside corner, or do you see them kind of making a spot or a position for him? I I think that I think that it's one of those situations where. One of the best things about Chidobe is that he can p- 
play outside, but he, he can't. He can do what's much more than that. So why would you limit him to that? Right. I, I think I think what you've got in Shadobe is that you got a really good uh, second cornerback, a, a number two cornerback yes. who. On top of that, on top, which is worthy enough of get, of taking in a second round pick, in my opinion, but on top of that, can also be moved around in a whole bunch of different areas. So that if you want him to be a matchup piece, or if you want to uh, play a special defense where you need some coverage skill guys, but uh, also a guy who can maybe play a linebacker type spot, like they have him in the dime stuff, or if you need a guy uh, to play safety for you, or if you need a guy who uh, is another guy who can cover a tight end besides Byron Jones, Jadobi can do all of those things as well. And um, I think that, like, I think that we get caught up sometimes in skills being. So particular, like oh well, he's got great hands. Oh, he's he's great feet. He's great in coverage, and I think we lose sight of the fact that being able to do a whole bunch of things is not just useful. It's 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 a it's a it's a skill set that's dangerous to game plan against because when it's a you tactical have tactical advantage everywhere. Yeah, it's it's extreme tactical advantage because what they do what they do over here they they teach them simple techniques so that they can apply those techniques in complex defenses. And and when you can learn how to do those simple techniques from a variety of different positions, that means that you can be plugged into a whole bunch of different positions, uh, and then the the be working on something that's be playing fast because you're working on simple concepts, but still be being presented a complex defense because of the way that those pieces are arranged in the defense, and that's that's what makes this so brilliant. It's it's you simplify it so your players can learn it easily and understand it and play it fast, but then the way that you combine those pieces together is what makes your defense complicated and 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 difficult to uh, figure out. Yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to the second guy that I kind of. Actually, not kind of. I absolutely love it. And every time I go back and watch <laughs> Sean Lee, I'm just more amazed at how fantastic he is. I know we talked about him on our recap show earlier in the week, but this is a totally different team when Sean Lee's on the field. I mentioned before that the Cowboys, in their last 33 games, Sean Lee on the field, they've held opponents to under 21 points a game. I've always been this... <laughs> stubborn where I, I constantly say I'm not going to pay linebackers, not going to pay linebackers. Um, but man, I cannot imagine what the Cowboys defense would look like without Sean Lee. You go back and you watch the film on how many plays he makes on third downs. And they're not turnovers. They're not big hits. They're nothing like that. A lot of times, I think the Giants even completed eight passes when they targeted Sean Lee. But it's he never allows yards after catch. Big plays on third down. I remember the crosser to Sterling Shepard that he, he flipped off the tight end. Or not flipped off, <laughs> wrong word. He he came off the tight end, got to the Shepard short of the third or first down marker. He is just incredible. I really cannot find a better linebacker in the league right now. Um, I he is, He's honestly worth the price of going out and paying for Game Pass, $100, whatever it is, and, and being frustrated with it because it's just that much fun <laughs> to watch Sean Lee. What did you think about Lee when you went back and rewatched him? 
Well, if he's flick, if he's flipping people off, then he's probably well, more, yeah, more okay. like Money Lynch, right? Like uh, he's more like Beast Mode, who I think was uh, flipping people off. If I'm not mistaken. It's, it's been a long day. A yeah, long it's day. yeah, it's, it has been, uh, and and Game Pass is a lot of that too. Uh, but yeah, I yes. think yeah, I think you, you know hyperbole aside, and, and you know we talk about it all the time. It, it's he plays with a processor speed that's just faster than everybody else's, and 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 I. I don't even want to credit him with having some kind of special skill because I think like doing so discredits the ridiculous level of preparation, you know, that he mm-hmm. puts into uh into everything, into, you know, into preparing for the opponent, preparing his body, preparing, you know, other players in this defense. Um and and look, I think that I think that what we're going to see this year uh, with with uh, with Jalen and Lee, and, and really not even just them, like Jalen, this whole linebacker core is great, is really really good, and and, and I think we've got depth. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Let's, let's uh, talk yeah. about that. Let, let's let's, do, let's because talk about I, what that could look like. Because here's the thing. Let me tell you something. One of the things that I think that has really been important is, and and that we're going to go. I'll go really quick. Ten thousand foot view. One of the things that I think has really been important is that they've, ever since they have promoted Eberflus to this mm-hmm. passing game defensive coordinator, that they've, they've, they've really done a great job of organizing the back end to work well together, and and it feels like the linebackers are doing a much better job of filling in the gaps in the in the zone defenses on their drops. Uh, I, mean, I think there was specifically just speaking of Sean Lee, there was that one play where Sean was dropping into the flat felt the receiver coming behind him based on the way that Eli was looking at him and like kind of just hesitated in the zone for just a second and Eli and it freaked Eli out and he threw the ball over the wide receiver's head because he it was one of those last minute things he was just making sure the ball didn't get into the Sean Lee's hand I just think that you know there's we weren't seeing that before and as good as Sean Lee was the previous you know the, his first few years in this defense he I think he struggled getting out in the flat I think he struggled to 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 get into his drops uh all the time or at least they struggled to to the interchange between the the corners and the linebackers and the safeties in zones they struggled with the handoffs you know I think that a lot of that has changed and and I think that when you put a, another smart, heady guy who's comfortable in space in Jalen Smith, I mean, he clearly, you know, like once once he gets all the way healthy, that or once he gets the AFO brace, if that happens, I think that will unlock a new level. But even without without that, he's so already just so aware and so heady that I think that it's just tightened everything up in the middle of this defense a little bit more. And I, who knows, maybe that all changes this week, but maybe not. I, I just think that the linebackers have done such a great job. Of of inserting themselves in the passing game in a way that now they're not a liability. Now they are a you know a, a force, especially on the short passing game of, of eliminating yak and, and and making teams pay for for throwing short passes. Yeah, so I'm gonna jump you real quick, and we're gonna talk about Jalen Smith because that's the other guy that I uh, was really impressed with, and it actually has again this is a big picture view, but. I'm kind of curious as what what are they going to do with Anthony Hitchens when he gets healthy? Are they going to insert him back in the lineup? Uh, are they going to say, hey, we've come this far with Jalen. Let's let's just see what happens here. 
Uh, are they going to have him compete with Damian Wilson for the Sam spot? I honestly don't know. So I'm going to defer to you on this one. What do you think is going to happen with Hitchens, let's say, in the next month when he comes back? What do you envision the role is for him? I, I really I, – I'm struggling now because I, I don't – I don't really know. Like, I think that I think you could probably try to put him out there with. Um, I think it's you could probably he's try a good to player. That's the problem. Is yeah, he's no, a, that, he that's is a, a good no, player. And the, the, but the problem is, is that you you've got three guys for two spots, and and you. Yes. I mean, because I don't think that you could put Hitchens at Sam, but I don't think he's great at Sam. Like I, no, I think Damian's that, better there. I think Damian Wilson is the guy you want at Sam. I, I just don't, and I, I think that's where he should stay. Uh, I think that to me, Hitchens is more of a Mike or a Will, and um, and I think he's a you know a run and hit guy. And I, I think that if they can't if they can't find a way to just mix him in normally, I, I don't want them to try to for, force feed him into. Uh, a, a Sam linebacker role. I just think that you just start maybe rotating these guys more because you can, and and, and I think that that's Except not for the Lee. Worst I don't thing. think you can take you know? Lee off the field. I don't think you can take Lee off the field ever. I think you can take Lee off the field. Uh, some you know, I, look, I understand, that, but I think that in, in, in an effort to preserve him, like th- there, there's there's some opportunities to see, maybe see him get a couple snaps off here or there, whether it's a, a certain package or whatever. I just think that it's not the worst idea since you have the, the luxury of having these guys who can all play to 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 have him maybe you know keep himself fresh a little bit until you know he's until we need him and if that's good maybe, luck telling Sean Lee that he needs uh, well, to come look, off the field I mean, that's look, another I, part of it I understand that but 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 at the same time Jason Witten and, and Sean Lee got to learn that for the for the greater good of the team <laughs> the, the reason that you guys are going to go on is we need you and in order to keep make sure that we have you we need to keep you fresh and of all people that should be that should be convinced of that it should be Sean Lee yeah um so let's talk about Jalen a little bit um it was an up and down performance for Jalen, but I saw enough in that game to confidently say that I think he is going to be a star in the up NFL. Up and down and performance. Give me this. What's man. that? Up and you stop qualifying <laughs> his performance. It was a great performance. He played awesome. Look, he made one play uh, in okay, the hole. Okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll made, let you start. Look, it's just look. I'm just gonna say this, and you go on. He made one play in the hole where he didn't crush the guy, but he still made the tackle. Outside of that, I, I have a hard time like faulting him for a lot of what he did. I, he's, he looks pretty great to me. Yeah, go, so I think go. he still has. I, I think he still has a little problem with flexibility. It, you can see that he just can't get low enough to make some tackles on occasion, and it's not a big concern. It's, I've noticed it twice. It, it's it's fine. He's going to be fine. Um, I still think they're they're limiting him in what he's being asked to do. Uh, I think this is a guy that absolutely could become a premier blitzer in the NFL. I'm not sure you're going to see him do that much to start the season. I won't be surprised if you see it at the end, um, but I think they're going to try to hold him back from that to start the season. But, I mean, his athleticism, I, I think it was totally different than what we saw in that Colts game. And that's the encouraging thing is you're seeing him become – more of an athlete each and every week. And that's really what we want to see. He's still thinking. There's still times where he's hesitating. It'll get better. As he learns this game, catches up to speed, he'll be fine. Uh, 
wasn't the greatest performance I've ever seen, but encouraging. Um, any other quick thoughts on Jalen? Stop being a hater, Marcus. He's doing great. <laughs> All right, that's good enough. Let, let's pause for a second to tell you guys about SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there's a better, simpler way to buy. With SeatGeek, SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. Might need to use it this game to uh, go watch my Steelers here in PA. Um, Download the SeatGeek app. That's a joke, everybody. Download the SeatGeek app. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. (laughs) Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code L-O-N-F-L today. That's promo code L-O-N-F-L today for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, give me your comment on uh, my my Steelers. (laughs) Welcome to Locked on Steelers, and I'm Marcus Mosier. Let's go to another one of your observations. Uh, real quick, just to just to kind of give you some points here, I did see Jalen get totally wrecked by John Jerry on one of those snaps. He, he's, it, was, he's, it was terrible. That, that was terrible. He's got to fix that. But I, I I think he just I think he got his feet tangled up. Honestly, so yeah, he, he'll be fine. Um, uh, I I totally lost track of what we were talking because we jumped around with Jalen. So oh, is it my turn I'll, now? I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll give you mine. I'll, I'll give you time to uh, catch up. No, no, I, I remember. Uh, no, you already did two of them, so I'm doing mine. It's, uh, we're going to talk about Charles Tapper, okay? Uh, okay? Charles Tapper. The guy that I wanted to cut. I, I think uh, because I, it, everyone talked about the sack, and I think that that's fantastic, and we'll talk about that. But I, the, the thing is that Tapper actually made the play before that sack as well. Uh, he actually was able he, – he, he got got in – when they were at, at first and goal on the four, uh, the only drive that the Giants were able to actually kind of get anything going, and uh, right away uh, was able to kind of loop inside and use like a swim inside on on Hart and and was able to make a tackle on, I think it was Darwa for just like a one yard gain, and then the very next play uh, was able to knife inside again on Hart and and you know come up with a big sack which you know frankly. If you want to look at big plays in the game, I mean that is one of the biggest plays, especially with those two plays combined. You know, it's one of the the biggest single-handed efforts in order to save them from uh, from you know potentially kind of getting back into the swing of things with this game. Uh, I think that it, it was we talked a lot in the uh, preseason about Tapper and about when is it going to show up, and and I think you know. I, I, it wasn't just me. I know there were other people too that were that were saying, "Just wait, be patient. He's getting there. He's still learning. He's he's got the ability. He's got the the skill set, the physical tools you want. He's just kind of learning." And I think you're starting to see a little bit more. I, I it wasn't exactly a counter move, but he was able to use. You know, he got two two steps upfield and then hand swiped his way inside to get sack. I mean, it's it's encouraging. He's not quite all the way there, but the fact that he's able to use his athleticism like that already in order to get sacks is that's something. Now, do you think he is further along than Taco Charlton? Because I don't think so. I know people are going to look at the sack totals and say yes. I don't think so, but what do you think? I think it depends on what you're talking about because I think. Yes, yeah. I mean, I think that it depends on what you're asking them to do. I, I, I still think that, again, if you're going to. I like Tapper 
kind of in that goal line area a lot because I think that he can like if you're going to do things like line slants or you know kind of you know you need powerful penetration on the uh, inside penetration from your defensive end despite the fact that Taco Charlton is bigger than Tapper I think that Tapper is more powerful because of his build and, and just more compactly built and because of his explosion he's more difficult to stop especially once he gets an inside track to you know the ball carrier of the quarterback um, I think that uh, but I also think that Taco can give you better snaps as uh, as a run defender and and I you know I think that they're just different players I I, I mean I think as far as development goes I think that yeah I still think that Taco might be a little bit might actually be further along development wise because he's playing a position that he played in college uh, and that gives him years of experience there I think if anything Tapper is more the development guy because he's doing a complete position change he changed his body completely in the last Mm -hmm. year so uh, I think that the fact that Tapper that we're even having this conversation is shows you how far Tapper has come, you know, uh, because he's he was the guy that had the further to go you know, f- to start with. Uh, my only concern with Tapper is how he can play against the run. He, he only played one snap against the run on Sunday. Uh, if he can be a better run player than Taco Charlton, I won't be shocked if he gets on the field uh, more and more each and every week. He only played um, one snap, with, but he made the tackle. <laughs> yeah, he's he, the, he, he's right, the well, guy who made the tackle. <laughs> Well, he, I, unfortunately, I, the, the Giants don't give you much in terms of run true. looks, so you, yeah, yeah, you don't get to true. see that's how not, consistent he is. So yeah, we'll get to true. see more from uh, Denver this week. So yeah, sticking with the defensive line, I got to talk about Demarcus Lawrence again. And I know I'm kind of rehashing the same players, but holy cow, this looks like a different player. I don't mm-hmm. think we've ever seen this Demarcus Lawrence. Not even in 2015 when he was playing opposite of Greg Hardy. Uh, Lawrence looked explosive. Um, he obviously had his flexibility back. He looked healthy. Uh, more importantly, almost than anything, is this, he has his power back. Um, he can play with speed. He was able to get up under. I uh, think Bobby Hart is the name of the Giants' right tackle. Yeah. Uh, that, this is just a guy that I think has a real chance of getting to 10 sacks this year and being a dominant player against the run. I'm not sure why they keep playing him at left defensive end because this is obviously the team's best right defensive end. So I'm kind of curious what's going to happen uh, with David Irving and Demontre Moore. Are they going to play those guys more on the right side when they come back and leave Demarcus on the left side? Uh, I'm just kind of curious to see how that's going to go. I'm I'm just so excited to see what Lawrence can be this season because I would believe as the season goes along, he's going to. Uh, get that confidence back. He's probably going to get healthier. They were even kind of limiting him some in training camp. But it's nice to finally have DeMarcus Lawrence back. What did you see from your study of him? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's Lawrence himself looks great, but really... He's not fat. He's not fat. No, That's a good no, thing. no, no. He looks fantastic. It, it really... It's the combination of Lawrence and Collins working together on the same side that really looks incredible, uh, and you know that's what you saw with I think both his sacks. Uh, you you saw Lawrence and, and Collins lined up on the same side and 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 moving around each other and freeing each other up, and I, you know I don't know that that was just a uh, a, a Giants offensive line thing. I, I mean I I think look. I, you know, going into this next week, I, I think you're not going to see necessarily a greatly improved offensive line uh, in the the Denver Broncos. I mean, I, I think 
you know, we don't, we still kind of, the jury's still out on, on bowls. And I would assume that just by default, he's probably better than Flowers. But I don't know if Watson is so much better than Bobby Hart. And Oh, he's worse. He's worse. Yeah, I watched him I, today. And so I, you know, I think that, I think that what you're going to see is, is probably hopefully a little bit more of the same if they're able to keep it up. And, and I think that, you know, Lawrence, if he's able to kind of keep this up, I, I like him on the left side because I think that that is, I just think that, it, you know, you're good. He, it's going it, to, he's going to find more success there. He clearly just seems more comfortable there. Um, and if that means that we're just kind of throwing guys on the right side to throw at left tackles, I'm okay with that as long as it's still producing. Most of, you know, most of our pressure is coming up the middle anyways. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like if, if as long as the guys in the middle are pushing the pocket or causing issues, I don't care if the cleanup is coming from the left or the right side as long as it's coming. Yeah, that's why I like Demontre more on that right side because at least he gives you a little bit of that juice sure. on the right side, yeah. even if he doesn't play with power. Because I and, think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a guy that can clean up a lot of sacks just because mm-hmm. of his speed and athleticism. And I think Mayoa played great. I think you know he didn't get he didn't get numbers or anything, but I think he showed up and he put pressure on and he and he was there like just like the rest of. Them. I thought that all four of the front of the starting four actually played fantastic, and and frankly that kind of leads me right back into what my, my third point was, was, is I think that Stephen Paya, again, just uh, showing up uh, on offense, I mean, on offense, uh, on the in the run game and in the pass game, just, you know, there was a play where he, I don't, I don't know if you saw this one, where he went around the left side of the, like, from mm-hmm. his perspective, he went around the left side of the center and then like was already behind and to the right of him, like before the center was able to even turn around, like his, he actually got washed out of the play because he wasn't able to sit, but his movement skill is so crazy considering he's a one tech and he's, you know, 28 years old or whatever. Like it's just nuts. Like I, I really can't believe we got this guy on the open market. Really? Uh, like he's that level of good, and and when he's on the field with the rest of these guys, I mean he's the one who's bullying these. Like him and Collins are just bullying everyone in the middle, and and I, I just I, I got high expectations for them, and even Brian Price, like even Brian Price was able to get in there and give him some good snaps. But I, I think that having on a, a week guy, notice, on, I, I know it's just w- nuts. One week, like Rodner now special. Yeah, totally. I I just think that you. When you have a guy who can do those kind of things as your one technique, it just makes you know. I mean, you you you're guaranteeing that you're getting a double inside for on either Collins or uh, Peo, whoever it is, and, and that's just freeing so much stuff up for your for your uh, for guys like Lawrence who, when they're healthy, they they saw they would he was seeing a lot of double teams and and really when he was the most successful. Greg Hardy was eating up all those double teams, and and now what we're seeing is that because of who the guys are inside, you're gonna have to start double teaming those. And now imagine when David Irving comes back, and now you've mm. got Malik Collins and David Irving inside as three techniques in a pass rush situation, and then Lawrence and another tackle outside of them. I mean, there's just a lot of combinations that they're gonna be able to come back once they're they're fully. You know, back to uh, staffed, I guess, uh, that is that are really going to be difficult for offensive linemen to come up with. I mean, just based on what we've seen so far. 
Yeah, and I was kind of down on this defensive line coming into the season, especially with the suspensions. But if they can get everybody back on the field at the same time, I think this has a chance to be not a great unit, but a a workable unit. I mean, we know the Cowboys are not going to win because of their great pass rush. They, they, they just aren't. They're not going to be Seattle or Denver. They're going to win by playing complementary football. So if they can get a good enough pass rush to you know hold teams under 24 points, they're going to be fine. So... I, look, I we love just, the call. Go ahead. Can we just unpack that though? Because let, let me just let me just throw this out here. You're right. I mean, conventional wisdom tells you obviously it's it, as long as they get to good enough, that's fine. And, and that's. But let's just let's just throw it out there for a second. Like if if we really do believe that that you know Demarcus Lawrence looks like a ten sack guy, and we really do believe that Malik Collins is playing on a on a trajectory that gets you to a Pro Bowl level. And and we've seen what Paya can do, right? And we still have Demontre Moore to unpack, and we still have David Irving to unpack, and you know we're starting to see something out of Charles Tapper, maybe. Uh, you know, we don't have the marquee names, but is there any reason that if all these guys, or even just a few of these guys, hit the way that we've, I mean, think they will hit, not just like you know, dreamily hope, but like think just based on the we the way we've seen them play, if they hit. I mean, this could be one of the better units in football. Like maybe from top to bottom, as far as a uh, you know matchup and rotation group that we're throwing out there week to week. From a defensive line perspective, uh, there could there's there's talent enough that if it's unlocked, it could be a, a top ten unit. It's just a matter yeah, of think, if if they get that talent unlocked, right? Yeah, and I I think it all kind of comes back to Demarcus Lawrence. This is a guy that was not healthy last year, so when they played Green Bay in the playoffs game, they really didn't have a true outside presence. Now, Demarcus Lawrence isn't Von Miller or anything like that, but when he's healthy, he's really good. So, yeah, I I kind of agree. Overall, it's not a – you look at the names and it's not, okay, hey, these are dominant guys, but together they work out pretty well. Yeah, um, and you know the whole thing is they're being coached by Rod Marinelli. Yeah. Marinelli, for whatever people want to say about him, he knows how to how to get to the quarterback. Um, I know that he's brought in some odd fits, and he's some people don't like the style of defensive lineman he's brought in. But at the end of the day, I trust Rod Marinelli to at least give the Cowboys a chance. And I think if everything hits, I think they're going to have more than a chance heading into the playoffs. Um, any last thoughts before we wrap up the show? No, I think we covered it. I, I'm excited I think to, we did. to see what, we're, what we got this weekend. Yeah, so you know this is a nerdy podcast when we spent the last 15 minutes talking about a one technique. That's, <laughs> that's what the people want, though, right? They want the actual analysis of talking about these defensive linemen instead of the same things over and over, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. One last note before we end this podcast. Locked on Cowboys listeners, if you love the NFL and the Cowboys, you need to check out Pro Football Focus. And we're giving away a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription each show or each week on the show. You'll have access to NFL player grades, snap counts, uh, positional ranks, fantasy projections, NFL draft coverage with Pro Football Focus profile and stats, uh, DFS, NFL draft articles, team and player pages featuring Pro Football Focus Signature Stats. All you have to do is go to iTunes, leave a review, and make sure that you include your Twitter handle, and that's it. You'll be entered in the weekly drawing. So again, just go to iTunes, type in Locked On Cowboys, leave a review and your Twitter handle, and you will be eligible to win a free 
Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. That's it for today's show. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow talking about the Cowboys-Broncos matchup. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.